What's up, everybody? It is Thursday, July 23rd, and you are listening to the first ever episode of Cue the Banner. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the King of Shitty Takes. We are leading the episode off by introducing ourselves and then introducing the content that we hope to consistently provide to you. After that, we're going to jump into a beer review. Take a look at the NFL. The Players Association announced Tuesday that they have 59 athletes tested positive and they have announced their protocols. It's about fucking time. The NBA, we have a little bit of news from the bull. Not much. We're awaiting games to start. We're going to do an NCAA update because it seems like there's a lot of moving pieces right now for football and other sports beyond the fall. We're going to take a deep dive into the MLB because, of course, It's opening day. We got some news that dropped late last night, late afternoon. We're going to go over the COVID MLB updates. Beyond that, we're going to take a look at our pre-opening day pump-up movies. Then we're going to do a trivia competition and take it out. Plank, feed me that intro. What's going on, big man? man? That's I'm awesome. so excited That's to get awesome. things going. Sports are back, and it's our first episode. What a day. I've got a lot of nerves. I mean, we had, we had done, for our listeners, we had done five pilots in total. So it kind of defeats the purpose of a pilot being the only one. Um, but we did five pilots, five practice rounds, I guess you could say. Uh, and we are really excited to bring you this first yeah, episode, but here. I've got a little um, bit of nerves It going. feels a little different knowing that, you know, this is the actual, it's, it's the real deal. It's kind of like, yeah, yeah, you, you look back to it's game time. sports throughout your career, and, and those scrimmages were always, you know, practice, basically, and you didn't really care because it was a scrimmage, and then the real, the first game comes, and you're like, oh, shit, it's it's go time, and that's kind of how this feels, you know, it's it's go time. Well, here's the thing is we, we've been doing this technically our whole lives. We've just been shooting the shit with the boys, um, and that's essentially what this podcast is all about. But I still got you – know, I've got some pregame jitters just because, I don't know, I think we both really have a passion for what we're doing or what we're starting to do. Um, and we're really excited to bring the listeners um, creative content uh, and hopefully some interesting takes. And yeah, something just that something a little different, you know. To a little bit of interactions through some social media and stuff, just kind of go back and forth and and go farther than just me and you going back with each other on a debate, maybe even get a little bit of some, some audience in in our debates as well would be, would be very cool. Yeah. Hopefully we get some friction, but before we kind of jump into the content we want to provide and how this all got started, Grant is going to do a, Beer review, um, Bush. Uh, is, it, is it technically Bush no, Light Apple? Bush or is Light it Apple. Bush Apple. Okay, um, so Grant's gonna pop that tab, and he uh, we're gonna ask him some questions about it throughout. What's he gonna score it? Um, just while we kind of discuss the content that we want to provide. Grant, where are you looking ahead for this for this podcast? Where do you want to start by? I guess, addressing the listeners on where we're Yeah, so I kind of mentioned a little bit ago, you know, we are 
going to be going back and forth with each other. Um, some debates will agree with each other a little bit. Uh, like you said just a little bit ago, we've been doing this going back and forth with each other for, what, five, six years now. So we've always kind of wanted to bring it to a podcast. You know, we've always kind of talked about it and it just never came about being busy with playing uh, sports throughout college. And then now we've kind of had, yeah, yeah, a very humble humble brag. brag. But now we're kind of able, we got a little bit of time, I guess, on our hands. Not that it's too much time, but we do have a little bit and finally coming together. So it's fun to kind of be able to bring our takes and some some knowledge to some listeners. And hopefully we can get um, some just a little bit of, of interaction with our listeners through Twitter, uh, through our podcast, stuff like that. So, so I'm very excited to see how this goes. And I know that we kind of have some plans for in the future um, for different sports season, stuff like that. So I'm very excited to be able to bring that to some, some, some people. So here's one of the best parts, I think, I hope at least. We don't want to be just like any other podcast that starts out. Um, it seems like everybody that seems – that they that thinks they have good conversations they start up a podcast we're going to do our best to provide uh creative content especially as it pertains to segments um we started off with hopefully a banger with the beer review and we hope to continue to do stuff like that during these pilots uh we've done our best to come up with really creative things um, beyond just sports takes and doing what everybody else is doing and we also want to be able to provide we've discussed this uh, in length just moving forward we want to be able to provide uh headlines and beyond just our takes we want to be able to provide headlines to just your everyday listener that needs to know what's going on um you don't want all the bullshit i know we don't want all the bullshit about uh we don't we're not going to rant and rave on and on for 30 minutes about one individual headline we're going to get you the news and we're going to give you our takes on it beyond just our creative segments um moving forward with our episodes our, our plan as of right now we hope to stick with this uh, is to release on Monday mornings, uh, Thursday mornings, and then hopefully um, my co-host had a unique idea for football season. If you want yeah, to talk so a little bit about wanted, that, Grant. What we talked about w- when we are trying to figure out what days we are going to release this, we wanted to do one late in the week. So that way, especially during football season, we can get in our takes on upcoming games for the weekend, obviously with college football in the NFL. And then during like, like baseball season, be nice to go over the weekend, uh, especially when there's big games, big series. And with this year, we'll get into it a little bit, but really every game is going to be a big game. So we kind of wanted to do like a, almost like a, a weekend update or, or a review. Um, so we are looking to re- do a, a small episode, like a 30-minute kind of go over some betting stuff for the weekend, some our picks, stuff like that. Just a quick 30-minute show on a Friday or Saturday. I think that will kind of be discussed a little more. But uh, just something like that on a Saturday morning where you can get up and, and you can listen to that kind of before the slate of games for that day. Okay, so as you were kind of explaining all that, I see you're sipping a little bit. Is this a blackout beer? Is this a beer you can drink all night? Can I buy a case of this beer? You know, it goes down and drink easy. it all night. 
Um, I'm not sure if it's something that I would want to black out on. Uh, it doesn't have. Is it like a sugary sugar. taste? I, I've heard people kind of compare it to like a Red's Apple Ale. Um, you do taste the apple, obviously, but you also taste the bush light still. So you, it's kind of a mix of both. Like, I, I mean, that, that sounds obvious, but with some beers, you don't really taste the actual beer. Like in like a Bud Light Orange, I, I don't taste too much Bud Light in that. With this, I taste a little more bush light, which I think helps out a lot. But I still don't think I would be able to drink it on a full a full night. This is the beer that I want in my hand. For- gotcha. Yeah. Sounds like a fall beer to me. Yeah. I think just the apple, just yeah. the look of it, just more it, of a fall beer to me. It would be a perfect like, a fall night so, like, it- out by a fire. You know, chill, sweatshirt weather. I think that's there. That you go. The perfect beer for that. See, I I can't right. deal with all the sugary yeah. bullshit in a beer, though. And no, no, that, sound like that's you what don't this taste is. that at all. It, it tastes more of bush light than it has like just a hint of apple, which I think is very good. But again, I'm just not someone that would drink this. I would say all night. And who knows? There there may be a night that it could happen, and you know, maybe that's my new thing. So we have discussed a little bit about um, our content, kind of where we're moving going forward with the podcast. Um, obviously, it's only episode one. We really want to get better um, with each episode. That was kind of the goal of our pilots. After the first couple, we knew that we had things to fix um, and we want to continue to get better. So we would additionally love to hear from listeners uh, if that's possible. Um, we'd love to hear feedback throughout every episode beyond just our takes. We want to know about quality um, assurance. We want to make sure that we're giving the best um, content that we can. And with that, I know we want to discuss a little bit about our audio issues. Uh, we're working that out. We were just discussing that. We do have some issues with our music. Um, we're working on all that. Our producer, Plank, has been kind of learning all this stuff on the fly. Um and then with our microphones, these are constantly being updated as well. Uh, Plank's kind of figuring out the behind the scenes work. Plank is our producer. Um, so at the beginning, the intro, and then at the outro, when you hear um, me telling Plank to feed me that intro or feed me that outro, that's our producer that we're talking to. Um, I think with that, that's all we really wanted to talk about with the introduction. We're going to jump oh, into yeah, headlines unless it. you have I mean, any other just... thoughts. Bear with us here this first week or two with getting our audio together. Um, like he said, it's going to be a work in progress, and we're kind of learning this along with Plank on the go. And hopefully, here next, I'd say week, we should have it figured out. So it'll be exciting. It'll be a lot better for our listeners. So he, I hope it. I hope it gets a lot better. I hope we continue to get better. So why, while I'm announcing kind of what we learned from the Players Association on these positive tests and these COVID protocols, Grant, finish the beer. You got to finish it. You got to chug it while I'm announcing these protocols, and then I want to score out of 10. So the NFL Players Association announced Tuesday. Originally, they had said it was 95 athletes. seemed like it was just a number mix-up. It's 59 athletes have tested positive. They haven't released too much on how many were tested or anything like that, but the Players Association did announce that they agreed on COVID protocols. So – Just to give a brief overview of these, and we're still learning them, um, daily testing the first two weeks of camp, uh, which I think is great, and it's exactly what the Players Association wanted. Uh, If if positive tests fall below 5%, 
Uh, they're moving testing to every other day. Uh, they need two negative, a player needs two negative tests in 72 hours before entering uh, any team facilities. No preseason games, only 80 players at camp. And just late Wednesday, we're kind of getting um, a little bit more on stadiums and different organizations, uh, some fans in attendance, but the NFL will require masks for fans. Now that this is all out there, before we jump in, it's actually a lot better review? than I expected for, for chugging it. Uh, I, I thought that was going to be something that you can't really <laughs> shotgun anything like that, but um, it's actually a lot better. So that's a good sign. I think that helps play into the a beer that you can black out on uh, on a Saturday night or uh, or even on a, on a, on a sneaky Friday night. But uh, interesting. So, what's the score out of ten? Out of 10, and are you black? I will not be black right tonight. Now. But out of ten, give it a rumor has it seven point six. Wow. Wait a minute. So, where's like a regular beer? Where's like a Bud Light sit for you out of ten? I'd go about a nine. That's bananas. Wow. You're nuts. Like, does Bush Light sit up there yeah, with, like, a nine? Yeah. So what about, like, like when you go to, like, a nice, like, craft beer location? Where do those beers sit? Yeah, a no, lower? So I'm not a huge craft beer guy, but I put a Bud Light and Bush Light at nine just because those are what I drink all the time. So it's just kind of my go-to. Like, they're kind of on their own little scale, I would say. I got you. So you're a party animal, or you, at least you claim oh, yeah. to be. What do you think of these NFL Players Association uh, and the league finally agreeing? What do you think of the terms? Uh, I think the terms are good. I think it's definitely a big step for them. As we have seen, they took a very long time to get this together. This should have been taken this, way I mean, too this long. This should have been at least a month ago, I would say. Uh, and then at least be able to keep updating it weekly up until training camp started, not a day before training camp started, two days, whatever it was. But, I mean, it's definitely a, a step in the right direction. I like if the positive test fall down to 5%, and then it moves to every other day. What like You know, they're doing a good step. I, I think it's a step. The, these steps are put in place to where, like a lot of things, we're trying to move into the direction of, you know, in a month or two, hopefully it's down – and the number, and this is not probably going to be gone, but at least taken care of a lot better than it is right now. So I think this is definitely the aftermath. These are obviously very yeah. strict protocols, and it's what the Players Association wanted. But I think we're seeing the aftermath of the fact that the league was way far behind. They had right. months to get ahead of this. Um, they just now agree on something way too far behind. And I think that's the reason the Players Association called for such strict testing. Uh, because there yeah. is nothing implemented. We're finally getting something, um, and you're absolutely right. I think it's a step in the right direction. I, I've, in the past, I, I've been worried, uh, as the Player Association and the league seem not to agree, uh, I was worried that we were going to see an even further delay of football um, than some are already calling for. Uh, but this is a step in the right direction, and they need to be as strict as possible. Yeah, right and now. I don't think there will be too much of a delay for football, if there even is any right now. Because uh, I think that these are, like you said, it's a strict testing. So I think if they can start doing that, you know, obviously when these teams are reporting, I know they're not the whole the full team isn't reported yet. I think that the full report report day for uh, the league is the thirty first. I think that's when everyone will be reported by. But um, you know, start doing that, 
keep doing this strict testing, and hopefully by the time the season is actually supposed to start, the it's looking more like the NBA with 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 zero testing. Uh, I think that well, a big well, big step. The the remarkable thing about the NFL is how far and oblivious. I mean, how far behind they are and how oblivious they seem to be about all of this, but they seem to be the most optimistic. Maybe that's just these hard-headed football guys that are just, like, so optimistic about playing. But even the NBA, who has been phenomenal in this, Adam Silver's been phenomenal in this, they – even some of them are questioning if they're playing, and they by far have the best protocol. The NFL is so far behind, and they're still so optimistic they're playing. It is ridiculous. Like like the guys in the the NFL were saying a month, month and a half ago that – they're playing no matter what. And like, or like, you know, like you see reports from Schefter saying the NFL is going to be playing this, this fall. And like, you still, you weren't hearing anything from, from Goodell, from anything about any of these uh, plans to, for the protocols, anything like that. And now, I mean, we're finally seeing it and yeah, you're right. They, I mean, they never really seemed like they were not going to play, but I, I guess they, they had the plan in the back of their mind, maybe, but who knows? It's just not surprising by uh, the NFL that they were behind the ball on this from the commissioner's uh, standpoint. Well, once the Hard Knocks trailer comes out, you have to play, right? I think that's – I believe that's in the rule book. I think that's in the Players Association agreement. Once Hard Knocks comes out, you have to play. If there's a trailer out, you're doomed. You have to play, so – I think all the players and the coaches knew that. They were like, well, there's a Hard Knocks trailer coming, so it's over. I guess we're playing. Right. And, I mean, and if you turn around and don't play now, you're going to have every single fan in the world just uh, of the NFL back out because I think that's the biggest thing that fans look forward to when it starts to get to this time. Once the players report to training camp, because that in itself is a big thing that fans look forward to, but – once that training camp officially starts, I think the next thing you look forward to is training camp or uh, the hard knocks during training camp, just because it's always so electric. It's just something you see kind of the behind the scenes and see what it's really like and get a firsthand look at some of these players and coach and, and coaches really. I think that's, that's one of the best parts. Well, and this will be by far one of the, probably the best because there's so much, so much, shit going on around beyond football yeah um and another big thing coming out is it a big thing thing might be a big thing to some there's no preseason games yeah um and uh, who cares um but the nfl is going to require masks for fans this really hurts the boys uh in cleveland i mean we're gonna get we're not gonna see the faces painted and you try telling that belligerently drunk dude in the end zone that he's got to put his mask on. There's going to be some major issues, I think, in stadiums. You know, but there's a lot of Cleveland fans that just wear the dog mask anyway. So, you know. That's a good point. They're already wearing that. But, but no, yeah. You're completely right. Uh, we've seen it at games before together where, you know, you get that drunk fan and you're right. They're – they're stubborn. You know, it might already be someone that is against wearing a mask anyways. They're out tailgating from 7 in the morning until game time. And then, you know, it's just going to cause some scenes, I think. Uh, the problem with big cities, like, or not necessarily big cities like this, but cities where the football fans are diehards is, 
I don't see how they're stopping this, but they're going to tailgate. The guys in Buffalo, right? Everyone's they're going to tailgate. It doesn't matter if they're going to the game or not. They're going to tailgate, and that's going to be the big problem with COVID. They're not going to be able to stop that. I don't know how you control something like that. Yep. Yeah, they're going to find somewhere to tailgate, and that's something too that I was kind of thinking with. You know, if places start shutting down these restaurants again, uh, right around the the stadium, like like I'm thinking because the only game that I've been to in the NFL has been a Browns game. And right there down by the stadium, there's a handful of bars that obviously people will fly flock to the parking lots. I know people have seen that all over Twitter, the Browns parking lots, but uh, you know, if you close down these bars, that's just taking away another spot that people go to, you know, keep these bars open and just even have just a little bit of some guidelines with the six foot wearing mask in there, all of that. And you're just eliminating just probably 50 to 100 people out of a parking lot, possibly. Well, and and not only that, but um, obviously these bars and restaurants get a huge boost from the NFL crowd. And they need it now more than ever. uh, And I think that's great moving forward. Closing thoughts on the NFL before we move forward. Again, just kind of just to repeat what I said, I I think they're this is a great a big step for them. Uh, it's very late for them, but big step. Uh, very excited to keep seeing these players report to training camp. Uh, and then, obviously, very, very excited for some hard knocks. Uh, kind of end out the summer with that, on that note, with, with, the hard, with hard knocks. And that's kind of, that's going to be our preseason football this year, watching some, some training camp practices and scrimmages in training camp. Kind of watch that. That's true. That's true. So exciting. Moving complete 180 to a league that has seemingly controlled COVID with an incredible protocol. Adam Silver, he's electric, man. There's no other way to put it. Um, They've been outstanding with handling this and the NBA. we have here listed in the headline news from the bubble. There is no news from the bubble. There's nothing. There's small little shit that an NBA fan, a diehard might uh, try to pick out. Uh, There's not much. There's not much going on from the NBA. We're just awaiting games to start essentially, uh, which is going to get going. And hopefully we take a deep dive in the NBA uh, this time next week. Yeah. uh, Cause they're going to be getting rolling uh, and it's going to happen quick. Some preseason games right now. Uh, I'm currently watching the Kings and, and the Heat play. But uh, other than that, you know, it's nothing. Just preseason, getting going. It's nice to see something on TV. But uh, other than that, I mean, they've done a great job with everything. And I don't see any issues popping up now that they've had zero tests. So I think we're good to go. Yeah, for that was a huge headline. Um, obviously, the negative tests. We want to make sure that we're ringing you. Uh, new content we could go over all the news from the bubble from the past about players complaining and then others kind of um, slapping them and saying hey we got it pretty good and then of course the negative tests um, we want to do our best to provide newer content the, the big thing for me I guess the NBA takeaway uh, is we're seeing videos from the venue finally we're kind of seeing guys work out the venue the venues I guess plural yeah. is hilarious to me they they I don't know how bored our listeners were over quarantine without any sports, but I watched a lot of the cornhole and I'm pretty sure they're at the same venue. That's the same spot. It is so weird to see videos 
from them like them on a court like that and then you see like the background it's i think it's going to be the most weird without fans yeah the nba will be yeah definitely i I just think it's going to be so strange to kind of see that background just watching the game right now the court looks so much bigger because there's no fans there's nothing yeah there's no other a reporter underneath the hoop there's nothing and you know they do a, a decent job. They have it looks like a pie. It's a big black screen that has, like a some some animal on <laughs> like it. Like an AAU tournament. Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. And so it's 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 different. They're doing a okay job of trying to cover up like not having fans in there. But uh, and then obviously the benches look weird because they're all they're six feet apart. They're got a guy. You got three rows of benches basically. That is really strange. I think the NBA is going to be the weirdest to watch. I mean, it, it looks weird, but you can't complain too much. You know, it's, there's basketball, there's sports being played. So, it's exciting. Yeah, I think the NBA is the weirdest to watch, especially in, like, big moments. Because, um, obviously, every the regular season can end um, in a blip, in the blink of an eye. Yeah. Uh, and big moments are going to start happening. It's going to be really strange to watch that all with pretty much nothing going on. It's like an AAU tournament. Nobody really cares or knows that you won. Right. Um, nobody, nobody even knows what the score is, not even the coaches. <laughs> There's not a ton going on in the NBA, at least headlines-wise, um, for us to drop this week, but things are really going to move fast in the NBA, so we're going to continue to follow that uh, and do our best to provide updates for the nba any closing thoughts moving forward with the nba no i don't have any uh we're we're going to plan on taking a deeper dive uh kind of what we're going to do with the mlb today very very similar kind of some predictions and then go over their format the nba's new format uh we'll do our best to provide all the updates moving forward in their season because like i said it's going to go fast Moving forward to our NCAA update, what the fuck is going on there? They just don't. They don't want one person to take the blame, or one person doesn't want to be the bad guy. Whether it's the athletic director, whether it's a school president, or whether it's the NCAA in general, they don't want to be the one to be like, "We're not playing football." And I think they just nobody together and figure this out on the together instead of trying to do well that's the problem that's the problem they everybody has their own agenda yeah i mean you're seeing the headlines for the ncaa updates i mean we're seeing so much movement for college football athletic directors are stepping forward now the ncaa hasn't said a peep right state official state officials governors are coming forward now saying you have to postpone your football season you have to postpone sports right everybody's at everybody's at a different spot I saw North Carolina's putting together their protocol for practices and then other schools are already planning, not playing or moving. There's a, there's a conference that's already moving things to spring, moving football to the spring. Uh, the SEC is not even sure they're playing. And then at North Carolina, they're prepping for practice. Right. Everybody's yeah. at a different spot. It's a shit show. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Without question. And it's, I mean, they just need to work together because nothing's going to be accomplished. Obviously, without everyone working together. And it's tough because, I mean, with the NCAA, it's obviously not the NFL where it's just one entity. You know, that they have their conferences, whereas in the, in the NFL, the conferences 
don't have like their own commissioners. You know, there's not own commissioner for that. These schools don't have athletic directors, or, or it, the NFL doesn't have athletic directors. So I mean, it's a lot tougher. But and there's obviously a lot more schools. But I mean, we gotta work together. I mean, there's there's no way that these major conferences can play football in the spring. Yeah, I, I, there's no there's not a shot because it's just not possible. It's not possible to orchestrate. No. Um, beyond just the individual organizations, you got to think about the athletes um, and kind of the bigger picture moving forward into the NFL potentially. What exactly? There's not going to be these big time recruits aren't going to be going to play their senior season or their junior season just to get drafted in the top, say the first round or whatever. You know, they're not. There's no point to go play in the, in the spring and the to play in the fall. That's that's one thing, you know, get that draft stock up a little more. But if you're going to be a, a one or two for a first or second round of the draft, uh, upcoming draft, I mean, I wouldn't play. There's, I don't think there's a reason to, which. So it does it doesn't make any sense to go spring. Um, and something that has made a little bit of sense is uh, going conference only play. Obviously, we've seen the, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and I think we're going to see um, the SEC make their decision toward the end of the week. Their decision, uh, as far as I understand from what I hear from the SEC, they're deciding if they want to play or not, period. They're not even deciding if they want to go conference only um, or stick with their regular schedule. They're deciding if they want to play, um, period, which is a scary thought. Yeah. Um, I, I've seen a lot of reports about a reduced schedule. It seems like pretty much every agree, everybody agrees that we're going to see a reduced schedule. Um I'm not sure. Hopefully everybody can agree on that. I think that's something that everybody can agree on because it makes sense um, from all perspectives. I mean, if, if they can just say, you know, the the whole NCAA, we're playing eight games, go play those, you know, whether that's, you got to add a couple conference games from the other side of your conference, whether it's, you got to play someone twice, get, get eight games in or 10 games. I think, I think that would be great. You know, just, just play football. I think that would be great, but what eight games, eight to 10 games really does though um, for college football, which is already, it seems like it's a mess every year. Who's getting in, who's not getting in. um, Yeah. Who's going to what bowl game, what eight to 10 games does um, is create a catastrophe, especially with conference only play. But I think that could be exciting. But yeah, I mean, and again, it's a different year. So I mean, who knows? I was in, but and, and who knows if there's even going to be bowl games. If this keeps up, it might just be a college football playoff, which is even scarier to think about. But it might just be the playoff and no bowl games this upcoming year. I know there are already changes made to um, the bowl game guidelines, and I think they're just like looking forward and being optimistic. Yeah. I was really excited to see the uh, early top 25 predictions. Um, already now that we kind of know what's going on and I'm so pumped to see my Cincinnati Bearcats sneak in I love when they're on the early one because uh, we never get enough credit and then immediately I was destroyed by seeing Ohio State at number one what a disappointment and then of course Urban Meyer's got everything to say uh, about COVID because now he just litters Fox Sports just everything Urban Meyer's comments about COVID and what he wants to do and my goodness, please, nobody listen to this fucking a-hole. I don't see what the problem is. Yeah, of course you don't. But 
I'm going to skate past the Ohio State thing being number one. Um, and my Bearcats snuck in the top 25 early predictions, which is great because traditionally they finish like 20 positions ahead, 20 positions ahead of where they sit in the early predictions. Uh, so I think they sat at 22. So we're looking at a one, two Ohio state Cincinnati combo. That would be, Oh my God, that would be incredible. That would make just, that would be what Cincinnati sports needs. Just play it in Cleveland. We'll just have an all Ohio. That would be really cool. God, that would be cool. I don't know if it's possible because Ohio State's probably not good enough to hang around in the top ten. But if they could somehow find a way to sneak up at, at number one or or two somewhere near the Bearcats, that would be that would be so much fun to watch. Um, but once again, I don't think Ohio State can hang yeah, on. We'll, um, we'll see if they can make it up there. Yeah, I doubt it. Um, do we have enough information COVID-wise to make a decision about the NCAA football season? Do you think we do? I don't think so yet, I think. But then again, I would say in the next two or three weeks, there needs to be something, at least a couple plans set in stone for the season. Do you think that's too late? If As long as they're talking about it now and not just waiting until that final week like how the NFL did, I think it's okay. But if they start saying, you know, on this date, we're releasing this, at least have some guidelines and, and days set aside that kind of look forward to. But, uh, like, I I saw today that Ohio State, they are playing on September 5th. They just don't know who their opponent is right now. So Interesting. That, um, <laughs> the report that I saw today, uh, hopefully that's what a lot of schools – Hopefully that's kind of like what the plan is right now. You know, start September 5th, still working on opponents a little bit. But uh, I think that they can wait probably two, three weeks tops, and then something needs to be done, whether it's pushing the season back a couple weeks and saying, you know, we just need a couple more weeks to figure some things out or pushing it back, which I don't want them to for the spring. But if it takes having college football in the spring to have it this year, then let's do that. I think you need to prepare for the absolute worst. Prepare for the worst, but don't make any irrational yeah. decisions. Yeah. The uh, uh, SEC um, commissioner and all their board, if you're listening, uh, which I know they're, they're big fans, they're big listeners, uh, everybody on the SEC board, since you guys are listening, you guys and girls are listening, um, don't make an irrational decision, please. Don't cancel your season just yet prepare for the worst prepare for it to be canceled um and then move forward something kind of anecdotal with the sec they've already and i i don't think this is good um for football's sake but it's great for the athletes they've already came forward and said that they are going to give their athletes full scholarships regardless if they play sport uh, yeah. which i don't think is a pretty picture for ncaa football but it's very good for those athletes yes definitely they i mean that's what they deserve. They they shouldn't be hurt that way because of this. Um, especially, you know, they are going to have their season or potentially could have their season taken away. So I think that's that's good. I think it's interesting that conferences, a lot of conferences, haven't made the call yet. Um, I don't know if they're hashing out details on what they're going to do. Um, if they don't necessarily agree with what the Big Ten did out of nowhere, I know the SEC was very unhappy with the Big Ten. Um, about just announcing this kind of out of the blue. Uh, it was reported that this was discussed months ago. 
Um, and they kind of all mutually agreed that they weren't going to make this decision right away because they knew how much it would impact other people's seasons. But the Big Ten kind of came out of nowhere and made this decision protecting themselves. I don't know that I blame them, um, but it's – I'm not sure what to think. Are conferences waiting to make this decision? Do they have this decision in place? Do they not agree? That's a – I mean, you would think that they have to have it in place because, you know, it, it's the Big Ten and Pac-12 right now that are going conference only. But uh, – and I know that's – say 20 teams or, or whatever that exact number is. But, you know, if there's two conferences right there that you're not going to be able to play an out-of-conference schedule with. Oh, and that disrupts the entire college football yeah. season. And that alone. That's going to keep happening. So I think here soon, once, once an, another conference or two say it, that's going to make the whole NCAA the AA do it because that's literally everyone. Um, and especially these big schools, because those first couple games, you know, they're playing these smaller conferences, some smaller schools that, you know, they're getting paid a lot of money to, but you're not going to have people to play. So you might, you might as well just come out and announce that you're going conference only. Uh, we, I know we've talked about this just in years past. Uh, this has always kind of been our, our theory. This is going to be the match that lights the fire for the NCAA to cease to exist. I didn't know that this was coming. Obviously, we didn't predict a a, a pandemic to spark the end of the NCAA. We've always thought that it was coming. Um, And this is is it, I think. I think that originally it was going to be paying players um, and then players getting money for their likeness that was going to disband the NCAA. But now this is just adding on to it. They – can't make a decision and I think there's potential for them to fuck this up and you're going to piss off a lot of future current and former NCAA athletes with whatever decision they make seriously I think either way they go at this point since they haven't made a definite decision either way they go they're kind of fucked yeah it's I mean there's this is through this virus there there's hasn't been a win-win situation and you know it's Whatever you choose is almost the wrong decision, and it, it's tough for these for conferences for the NCAA as a whole. Um, but yeah, this I definitely think that this could be the start. So I'm going to take the closing thoughts on the NCAA. We move forward into the MLB. Closing thoughts on the NCAA. I think it's uh, really embarrassing for I believe it was ESPN that released the college football predictions at Ohio State at number one. I think that's embarrassing for them moving forward. Uh, just because I think people are not aware of how elusive um, Desmond Ritter is at quarterback for the Cincinnati Bearcats. Uh, He's a two-year starter coming back. He's obviously a veteran at this point. And then we have Luke Fickle, uh, three seasons going into the third season. He's going to be electric for the Cincinnati Bearcats, and I hope Ohio State can hang on. Um, So the MLB – Yeah, nice, dude. Keep it up. Keep it up. Okay. MLB, finally, we wanted to do this last for our, at least our sports before jumping into segments. It's fucking opening day. I never thought it would oh, come. Let's go. I'm so yeah. pumped. It's Seriously, fun. I was so excited. It's so exciting to see kind of the promos, like yeah. just Yankees Nationals. 
7 o'clock, Giants, Dodgers, 10 o'clock. I think I'm going to start drinking at 8 a.m. <laughs> I'm going to have waffles, syrup, and butter, and it's going to be over. Um, and the worst part is in my, my – my mother works from home, so she's going to have to deal with that. <laughs> uh, and I'm just going to wait a 7 o'clock start. So it's opening day. Yankees at the Nationals, 7.08, I believe. And then Giants at Dodgers, 10.08. That's one thing, and, just real quick, that I miss about baseball is these stupid-ass start times. The 7.08s and the, and the 10.08. Oh, I love it. <laughs> it, it and it's because of TV deals and all that. Uh for the commercials and everything, but it's just something that's always bothered me. Because, uh, like, football, you know, you get to 1 o'clock, 3.30, whatever, uh, and then baseball, 7.08. So after opening day today, um, tomorrow, Friday, uh, there's a lot of baseball. Yeah. There's a lot of baseball, and I want to see, uh, see as much baseball as possible. I think we wipe out all these TV deals, whatever. I want to see all the baseball. And if they can, scatter the game so I can watch baseball all day, like yeah. start to finish. Do it like golf. I want like a 6.30 a.m. game that I could wake up and watch. Yes. And that's something like – and it would be easier for the NBA to do that. And that's kind of what the NBA has done with their schedule. If you look at it, they're starting at 2 o'clock or whatever. But – It'd be so cool to have like a like a like a youth baseball tournament style where you know these guys play at 10 a.m. and then you get a two-hour. Oh my god, that would be so much fun! Or a three-hour time frame, and then 30 minutes after that game ends, next game starts. Like just all day. It'd be. I think the. I mean, I don't know. I I um, I was only in the MLB for a few years, so I don't know. But I think they would like it if they started. If they started early, I mean, I could yeah. be wrong about that. I know a lot of them like a lot of times to prepare, but they have all day. Then after that, they can go out just like we did when we played college ball. You got the early game; you can go to the zoo. Right, you, you get to have your your dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your dad's got the rent a car, and he can go wherever he wants. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm so excited for this, and I think the the big news before getting too excited about opening day and stuff like that is Mookie Betts mega deal. Um, I think we're well on the way to see that the biggest takeaway for me, at least was we're well on the way to see like crazy contracts at yeah, the MLB, like for sure. unrealistically crazy. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the, the Mookie Betts deal. It's obvious. Uh, he's very talented. Um, I don't know that he's worth that much yeah. money at this point in his career. Yeah. I'm not sure about that. I, I'm obviously uh, a great player, but. Just like you said, I don't know if I was the Dodgers, if I'd be paying him that. Uh, especially, I don't think I would have right away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and especially if this is kind of the year to let him grow into it. It's a 60-game season, so kind of just let this year happen and then in, in the offseason next year kind of reevaluate that contract or Exactly, but I think this is his way because obviously there were some contract issues there with Mookie Betts. I think this was his way of being able to move forward and say, listen, um, I need a contract to be safe. Yeah. It's almost like that, that manager deal that we always hear about. They, they can coach the team the right way. This was kind of his way. Um, he knew he knew that 
Uh, he's worth a lot of money. He knew that he was worth a lot to that organization. Yeah. Uh, and he knew that he could get that kind of money. Yeah, and that's where he's from, too. So I'm sure that kind of played, you know, get it done. He wants to stay home. Uh, wants to be there. Yeah. Uh, it seems like it, it – honestly, at first, it didn't seem like he wanted to be there. But um, yeah. as of right now, it seems like he wants to be there. I'd want to be there for that amount of money. Um, he's 27. It was a 12-year deal, correct? Yeah, 12 years, yep. Oh, boy. I don't know that I, I don't know that I, <laughs> wow. Hold it's on. He's 27. Yeah. That's, is that right? I think so. Oh, that is, that is the dumbest. That's a Joey Votto deal. Joey Votto is in Cincinnati in case you didn't know until he's 58. Um, he's collecting retirement from his job when he was a teenager. Mookie Betts is 27. It's a 12 year deal, 12 year deal. So he's going to be there. He's, <laughs> so he's 39. That, that is, yeah. he's and I mean, not worth that at 39. No, no, there's no shot. Are you kidding me? Wow. Um, average player when he gets to be 34, 35. How, how do you look at a player like Mookie Betts and say, yeah, we want this when he's 40? I don't know how you look at it. Major League, I don't know how you look at an athlete, period, and say we want this when he's 40. That's just not. I'm, I'm sorry that I, I apologize to the listeners. I'm gonna I'm gonna loss of words. I really do, I'm looking at this contract. What the, the fuck? Somebody somebody's gonna jump on us. We're not gonna have any listeners, but somebody's gonna jump on us. And I don't know. Probably complain that Mookie Betts is worth this money. Yada yada yada. I don't. She's 27. I cannot believe that. That's a 25 um, year old. That was wrong. I don't. I I kind of liked the deal a little bit at first. I didn't think he was worth that kind of money, but you did sign um, probably one of the top five baseball players right now. You obviously get to hang on to him for a long time, but not until he's fucking forty, right? Yeah. And, ma- and maybe what they're looking at with that is um, kind of like the Patty Mahomes deal that we saw. They don't. They won't have to pay him much moving forward because. By the way, things are moving in five years. That contract's not worth shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, so maybe that's kind of what they're looking forward to. But we don't want to get hung up on Oogie Betts too long. I just wasn't expecting that um, to see his age there. Um, a lot of baseball on Friday. What are you going to do? What are you going to do on Friday? I don't have anything. I don't work on Friday. So I'm getting up, just going about my day. I know the first game's at four. So uh, a little later in the day, obviously, afternoon. But uh what my here's my real question. What time are you gonna start pounding them them bushlight apples? <laughs> we'll probably start about three thirty. I'll probably have to go buy some uh, hot dogs or burgers and put, and put those on the grill for uh So you're lying. You're not gonna start drinking at three thirty. That's a lie. What time so you- a brief COVID MLB update. You're definitely gonna start drinking around eleven. You're gonna oh. sit on the couch and realize that it's on. People are gonna be so excited, you're gonna be able to watch Yankees, Nationals, Giants, Dodgers highlights. Even though you watch both the games, you can watch the highlights. And then you're just going to start drinking. You're going to start growing up them dogs early. So a brief COVID MLB change just to kind of update and let our listeners know what's going on. I'm sure you've heard it over and over again. Each team's going to play 10 games against each of the other teams in its division for a total of 40 games. Beyond that, they're going to play 20 interleague games against teams in its corresponding geographic division. 
Six of those 20 games will be against the team's interleague rival. Obviously, we know opening day is today, Thursday, July 23rd. So excited to say that uh, with only two games. And then obviously on Friday, everything's rolling. The season's scheduled to end September 27th. The postseason will follow the usual format. Don't forget about these rule changes. This is the most important thing. uh, And I'm so excited to see this stuff. Universal DH, three batter minimum for pitchers, extra inning, Start with a runner on second base. The three batter minimum for the pitchers. I think that was that was coming regardless. I don't think it's a COVID change. It was coming. Um, but with the shortened season, I think it plays an extra role with the three batter minimum. But the universal DH, the extra innings, um, California rules start with base. I'm so excited for this. It's not just baseball. It's the shortened season. I think it's. I think that COVID is going to impact the season. Yeah, I mean, what happens in two weeks, three weeks into the season and you got guys testing positive, two or three guys on each team, and, you know, those guys are in your starting lineup. That's a third of your starting lineup right, just right there. And, uh, you know, and then the team that they played, two guys test down positive on that team, then it's just going to be a chain reaction. Well, and I think also, if it's possible, I know this doesn't change anything, um, um, but I think we could see some players start to opt out after some positive tests come. I'm not sure how that plays in with their rules. One thing I did read as of recent is that these players that are opting out for health reasons before the season are getting paid their full salary. They're going to get their full cut. Um, but once that decision's made, they cannot change it. So I don't know how that plays with them being able to opt out if they decided to play. I'm not sure. I don't know that anybody's really answered that question because yeah. they're not expecting that. Yeah. It might take until someone does it to have that question answered. And it's not like they can hold them back. Right. Uh, they, might, they might not get their money, but that that's going to play a role. And then beyond that, I think COVID obviously drastically changed um, – different teams around the league's strength of schedule. Yeah. Uh, beyond just the shorter season, the strength of schedule has changed um, from what I understand or statistically from what I understand, it's only changed like one to three games. So the win totals for the 60 game season have only like spaced out either positive or negative one to three games. So a team may have gained three more wins or lost uh, three more additional games, but the shorter season, Anything can happen, dude. Yeah. I really think – I really do think a team can get hot um, just for a, a period of time in a shorter season, and it changes – completely changes the division. All it takes is for a team to get hot for just a month, and that wins you a division, like, potentially. Seriously. Uh, with yeah. a shortened season like this, and, and it wouldn't take much to get hot. No. Uh, I, no. It, it's the same game that we're playing before, but – I mean, teams get hot. Teams get hot throughout the season. It lasts for a couple weeks and it dies out. It doesn't have an impact over that long of a season. But 60 games, huge impact. Huge impact. And even with that, if somebody gets hurt, now we're not looking at a guy that's out for a couple weeks. You know, when Aaron Judge goes out for a couple weeks, it may have an impact on the boys for a little bit. Long term, it doesn't. It gives ESPN a chance to beg on headlines for a little bit. But um, Aaron Judge goes down for a couple weeks. We're talking about a good chunk of games yeah. that could really change the division. Or like if when you have guys that say they get hit by a pitch in the elbow or the shin and 
where they, in a regular season, they go down for a week or two and just, just kind of as a precaution and let them rest because there's no point in having them play on that and just hurt it even more. But if you do that now, that's potentially 14 games, 14 games, 10, 14 games. And, I mean, that's a – sixth of your schedule just right there that, that could be detri- detrimental right yeah. there alone yeah. and i mean it's huge or i mean when a pitcher gets a blister on his finger and he misses his next start or potentially maybe two starts i mean you know well, another thing starts. with the pitching with the pitching that i'm really excited about is i think that managers or i hope at least managers are going to play around with their pitching I hope that they play around with their pitching during the 60-game format and yeah. see some some real changes. Like, I hope we see some unsung heroes pop out due to the changes that were made for COVID. Uh, I'm really excited to see what managers play around with their pitchers and even their lineups. Yeah. Because, seriously, I know everything's kind of fed. Every game matters. And at the end, it seems like it does. But every game matters. Okay. Every run matters. Yeah, it really does. Uh, for 60 games. It doesn't seem like that when it's that long of a season. I think this really puts things into perspective, but I'm so excited for this. Yeah, it's going to be a fun season, not only just because baseball is back in general, but just like you said, uh, it's going to be fun to see how managers handle it uh, and just whether it's moving a power hitter to the to a leadoff spot because just doing that, I know that, that Terry Francona – is known for for moving his lineup around. Uh, the Cubs move their lineup around a lot. Just some different situations, but uh, I think it's it'll be fun to watch and just see. I mean, even with these a five man rotation, is that something that's going to stick, or are you going to see teams go to three and four just because guys won't be pitching as long potentially because they haven't had a uh, long a very long spring training as they normally would going into a season. And they only got pitches long throughout the year. With the typical MLB season, doesn't seem like there's many unknowns. You kind of have a good idea. Yeah. Uh, sparking up the season, what's going to happen with each team. Uh, this is completely different from that. There are a ton of unknowns. We don't really know what managers are going to do. We don't know how players are going to react. We don't know – what it's like for these guys to, to really sprint through a 60 game season. Uh, what are you most excited about for this baseball season, this COVID changed baseball season? I think, and this might sound just, this might be a, a, a cliche answer, but just the unknown, just the, the fact that it's anybody's world series this year. I love that too. You know, it's, it's almost like just that we're just picked the game up with in in August in a regular year where these final two months, three months are going to be huge. And just like we said a little bit ago, it's anybody's race So get hot at the right time, get hot for a month and you have a shot. And that, I mean, even these young teams that were in a 162 game season, they're not going to, they're going to win 30 games, 40 games. But if you do that in a 60 game season, that's obviously, probably gonna win you a division and i mean just the unknown is gonna be so fun to watch similar to what you are most excited about 
I'm really excited to see the changes constantly throughout the divisions. Yeah. When, the, when it's this tight and you're playing somebody over and over and over again, we're going to see constant changes throughout all the different divisions. I feel like every day, and I'm kind of excited to report on it. I'm glad we're getting things rolling, um, unfortunately, during a pandemic, but I'm glad we're getting things rolling because I think we're going to have constant MLB updates. They're constantly going to be shifting around in the divisions, and that's really, really exciting. That's that's what I'm most excited about. Um, yeah. For opening day today, what will you miss most about your typical MLB opening day? I think what I'm gonna miss most is the and it's a typical like the like the one o'clock games where it's almost it's that it's that all day thing where you know it's I mean like the Reds have like the big parade and everything and like you see that all over uh, and just like the seeing the fans in, in downtown Cleveland, because I'm an Indians fan, seeing fans outside the ballpark and all that, and just seeing, I mean, the sun shining on, a, on an opening day. Uh, and I know the game starts tomorrow night at 7, so I think that's just going to be a little different. But just like the – it's the feeling of baseball is back and it's about to be summertime. Uh, it's going to be weird that it's almost – Towards the end of summer, I wouldn't say almost the end, but it's towards the end of summer. So it's weird that it's starting so late, obviously. It is weird, but I'm really excited for it. I think what I'm going to miss most is, once again, completely similar. This isn't great for our podcast name, Cue the Bander, because we're agreeing with each other about opening day. I just really am going to miss the the excitement that surrounds opening day around the ballpark. Obviously, people are really, really excited but I love seeing the cities littered with people everywhere, just sitting in the bars, even if they're not going to the game. The stadiums right. are packed. I'm really going to miss that. Um, yeah. But I, I, once again, we're both really excited Yeah, it's uh, like a, about baseball. Like like downtown on opening day is like a holiday almost. Like It is. It's a holiday. It's a national holiday. Yeah. Everywhere. It'd be weird. I don't, and obviously, bars won't be filled right now. Um, I know in certain cities, maybe – more bar it'll be more of a bar scene but uh it it'll be different but it's still opening day so i'm excited with such a drastic change to everything does the season count uh i still think it does do you think it counts even more at first my answer to that was no but then as we kind of talked and as i kind of thought about it a little more I think so because I think the strategy comes in so much more for the managers, and then also with the the fact that players might be out because of COVID. You know, some of these teams' top players could go down for COVID, and like we talked about, they're going to be at least out for fourteen days, and that's a sixth of your schedule just right there, and that could be a difference maker, and or they could get COVID during playoff season, and then that's even worse, you know, for them, for for the team aspect, because obviously, you know, you can't lose four games in, in the playoffs because you're out. So I think it, it does count a little more, um, it, if not more, but just it, it really means something. This is, I don't think this is an asterisk season anymore just because of those reasons. So I think uh, David Ross is, is where I got the comment from. Um, he said, obviously coaching the Cubs, 
he said if there's a trophy then we want to win it it doesn't matter what yeah. the season what's going on um i i believe i heard as well if there's five games we want to win all five mm-hmm. so i think this season does absolutely i i believe that it counts more i think it's going to be more of a, of a chess match there's a lot more strategy that goes in i'm really excited to see how all of it plays out who wins the world series World Series, um, it's going to be, in my opinion, I'm going out on a limb here. It's our first episode, so there's no going back. But Oh, oh! if, if you really fuck this up and whoever you pick uh, just drowns, we're bringing it back, and I'm just going to play it over. It's going to be our intro. Our World Series is going to be between the Atlanta Braves and the New York Yankees, and the Yankees will win it. Wow, so wait a minute. So where's the shocker? I think the Braves. I think okay. the younger team. Well, I just asked who won the World Series, so I think picking the Yankees no, is just a cop-out. No. I hate Okay, but I think that they're going to. So uh, the Reds are going to win the World Series, um, and here's why. They have the best starting rotation in, in, in the nation, period. There are no breaks in Cincinnati this year. Doesn't matter who you're facing from that starting rotation. You're doomed. You're doomed. And it doesn't matter that this lineup is missing a lot of pieces. Finally, some, we have some people surrounding Joey Votto. Uh, I really do. I'm. I, it's so exciting to see the Reds pop up on lists like this. I'm serious. Because of the starting rotation. And we're finally getting some pieces. And the Reds finally made some moves in the offseason. The Cincinnati Reds are in the World Series. Uh, and I, I will I will drown on this take if I have to. That's fine. I'm going to uh, live and die by my Cincinnati takes. I've I've made some bold statements already in episode one about my Bearcats and my Reds. Uh, I'm not willing to make any statements about the Bengals. I'm going to go on the record and say that I'm not ready for that. The Bengals, as of right now, um, still obviously do not have a uh, indoor practice facility. It's 2020. That's a major problem. Um, the NFL is testing, and if you test negative twice, you get to enter in the facilities. The Bengals don't even have a facility to enter in. You just walk out on the walk out on the turf. Closing thoughts on the MLB. So excited for opening day. Let's fucking go. It's game day. I love that closing thought. That's perfect. So with opening day, everybody has that night before their first game. Doesn't matter what sport you're playing. Baseball, football, basketball, cricket, water polo. You have that pre-opening day pump-up movie that you watched with the boys the night before. So we're going to do our top three pump-up movies. And I know for sure that we have one in common. That is our all-time favorite. So I'll let you have it. You can lead us off. I'll go with Friday Night Lights. Oh, what an electric movie. There's not... It's tough to argue a better movie to get more excited. And I think we we actually watched that before our first practice and then our first game. You know, we, we, we watched it a lot. Sometimes, I have goosebumps right now. Yeah, you know, sometimes if there's going to be a big party, we'd watch it before a big party. It was just something that it gets the blood going. Oh, anything. It wasn't even just parties. Like if I was preparing to eat a mega steak burrito at a Mexican restaurant, I'm watching Friday Night Lights. It's one of those movies that it's like, let's fucking go. Like run through a brick wall oh, yeah. right now. Oh, yeah. Like I will do anything for Booby Miles. Oh, yeah. I'll do anything right now for Booby Miles. I'll drop everything if he needs anything. 
Great movie. I, I'm kind of pissed that you took it because it's definitely my number one, but I knew it was coming from one of us. Um, so my number one is going to be Miracle. Damn it. I, I knew that was going to be. I, I figured Miracle would be on there for you as well. Uh, Miracle. Oh, my God. There are so many good scenes. I've got goosebumps again. This is yep. this is a great segment. Um, I might watch Friday Night Lights and Miracle tonight. Just in just in preparation for for opening day. You know what? I'm gonna watch them during the day tomorrow and get shit faced. That's perfect. So what's what's your number two? I'm gonna go. So this one's kind of an oddball, maybe, but it's hardball. Uh, it's a, I, wow. it's a bad movie, but I think it's just. A Are you movie. nuts? You just get pumped up with little G baby dying. No, not that part. But just the way that the team rallies around them, it's good inspiration. That's seriously, that's your pre-opening day pump-up movie about some kid getting shot. Like I said, it's an inspiration because the team rallies around them. That was a horrible pick. This is already a horrible pick. I want I want to end the segment right now. I don't want you to so like it. So I'll pick it up. <laughs> I'll pick it up. Um, I'm having a tough time choosing here. I don't necessarily agree with everything in the movie, but it's still electric, and that's Rudy. I don't care that he was off sides. Rudy was off sides. Um, and the story, according to Joe Montana, isn't entirely true, but Rudy is such a good movie. Just that fucking underdog. I love Rudy. I love Rudy. I used to – I'm not even going to share it. I just love Rudy. Move on from hardball and give me a banger to finish out. Hardball's hardball's such a sad fucking movie. It's an inspiration. Oh, nice. My next one is Coach Carter. Uh, Not expecting that. And I think half of it is just because it's it's Samuel L. Jackson. And I think he's just one of those guys that gets you fired up in in whatever role he plays. But uh, that's just something that, that I always like, enjoy watching. You really enjoy – I mean, that's another sad one. Obviously, it's kind of uplifting. Rally around everything, but what is with you on the sad ones for the pre-opening day pump-up? Do you have, like, a hero complex? Do you have a sad no. moment before opening day? It's, but, but the thing is that I, I've screwed myself because all I do is watch Friday Night Lights before any opening day. So I don't have anything else. Mm, that's true. The problem with me for watching Friday Night Lights is I always will finish runner up. I don't want the cha- I don't want the championship. I want to finish runner up to finish out. Um, I got, I had two ready prepared, uh, but I'm gonna go with Hoosiers. Hoosiers is just one of those movies you can put on, uh, and then you know, obviously the iconic part at the end when they measure the hoop. And measure the foul line. It's the same distance to the hoops. The same distance for the foul line. It's like just a bigger stage, boys. What a fucking good ass movie. And obviously, it's a true story. Um, all or all of mine are true stories. Uh, so I and all of a, yours are just sad movies. Popular opinion. I'm not a huge fan of Hoosiers. I'm not surprised by that at all. Um, you don't seem to like anything that's tasty. No, I you don't. You eat chicken nuggets when you go out to eat. You eat the you eat the I chicken tendy had, platter. 
a little kid's meal. And of course, and of course, you don't like Hoosiers because that movie is too hard for you to I'll follow. watch it. I like it, but it's just not one of my like. I don't know. No, no, no. You don't like it. You're. You, I can tell from the no, enthusiasm like in your voice that you don't like, like it. I'd go out of my way to watch. So you're uh, really living up to your introduction, your nickname, the king of shitty takes. Just doesn't like Hoosiers, apparently, which is a trash take. We are going to do our best every podcast to close things out with a competition. Uh, We're getting better and better with our banter. We say some things to each other that are a bit off color, and we can really go at each other at times um, about certain topics as it pertains to sports. So we're trying to end everything with a different competition. Uh, Tonight, it's going to be trivia. Uh, I have one question for Grant. He has one question for me. And we are going to keep score just out of this on the fly. Just out of this on the fly. So pay attention. We're going to keep score of every competition throughout each month that we do for the episodes. We're going to do our best to have a competition of any kind. Uh, So if you have any competitions, feel free to reach out. We don't know the contact information yet to reach out to us, um, but we'll get to that as soon as possible and you'll be able to see the link up on our Spotify or at least where to get to us. We Sounds like to- we're going to move forward. Uh, yeah, just we just got the word from our producer, Plank, that we can go through Twitter moving forward. We're going to get you all of that information. Um, but yeah, we're going to do our best to do a competition. Grant, ask right, me yours so mine's first. Gonna be about the MLB. Uh who okay. tallied the most RBIs in the MLB from 2010 through 2019? 2010 to 2019. Is this going to be an answer that's obvious? That's pretty obvious. Or is this, is this a I tough think. one? Yeah, especially from the it beginning is obvious. Of, of the decade. Beginning of the decade. So it's 2010. No. Is it Mike Trout? No, it can't be Mike Trout. They don't score any runs. I think this so. Is it obvious? Uh, I want to have a better answer, but I don't just want to sit around um, and wait for it. It's Albert Pujols. Who you got? I was going to fucking say that. Damn it. I just figured, oh, because – Here's the problem with Albert Pujols. Nobody talks about him anymore. Nobody talked about him for the last five years, but he's been sneaky under the radar. Because the first half was Cardinals, and that's when he was obviously tearing it up. And and you know what the thing is? He's always been tearing it up. He's always so sneaky, just like quietly hitting 40 bombs, and nobody talks about him. He's still a threat. That's one I should have known. Okay, well, I'm pissed about that, so I didn't get that one. So there's a there's a point for Grant, the first point ever on cue the banner. One point, I got to write this down because I forget because he's not likely to score anymore. My question to you: What type of ball was basketball played with until 1929? It was a wooden ball, right? Did you say yeah, a wood I, ball? What <laughs> <laughs> you fucking? <laughs> Did you hold on? You said wood ball. That makes they're gonna. <laughs> so what happens when you make that wood ball? It crashes onto the wood floor. <laughs> hey, coach, we can't play no more. We got a chip in the ball. 
I got a splinter. I took way too many shots today. What a start. Uh, does anybody have like a saw at their house so we can shape this ball a little better? Are you fucking stupid? I don't know. I don't know why I said wood. I really. So it's just. It's I, just... I really don't know why. It's a soccer ball. Uh, we were going to close out the episode with a, with an MLS segment. We decided against it. It's a soccer ball. You get a point deduction for that. That's a, that's a negative one point. That's the most embarrassing answer um, possible. Uh, that's all we have for you for the first episode of Cue the Bander. We hope you enjoyed it. Come on back Monday. We are going to do our best to keep providing creative content. Um, and consistently get better with each episode. A wood ball. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. Keep those feet moving. Plank. Take us out.